You're listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapul. Episode 12 Pagbigti Hi, Nai. So, you wanted to hear about what happened to me this week. Start of, I spent the first three days doing editing work for a big project. NDA, all that, but it's definitely not one of your favorite shows getting its fourth season, wink wink. When I finally came up for air, I started spending my lunches over by the cute pink flower trees near Ryerson. Don't know what they are, but they're gorgeous. They're more like cherry blossoms, but the color, it reminds me a little of the bougainvillea from back home. Oh, yeah, and I uh, made a friend. Would you believe me if I told you I met a homeless man named Cornelius? I know, sounds like a wizard from a kid's book. The man was singing to the pigeons, and I bought him lunch. Gave me a little bow, like I was old gentry. I think I've seen him around on Jarvis by the shelter, but I'm not sure. There were these men and women on Young Dundas shouting about divine punishment and calls to repent, saying that the dead had risen. One lady pointed to me as a vessel of evil, saying I was an abomination. You know, the usual on Young Dundas. And the rest of the week was just as uneventful. If you don't count the hanging ghost... Oh, hey! I didn't know you were coming over tonight. Yeah, sorry to uh, to drop by unannounced. I literally just got a free hour. Thought I'd drop by. I haven't seen you in... About a week. But at least it wasn't a month this time, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't come for nothing. If you're considering kicking me out... Never. I know things have been weird, but you're always welcome here. You know that, right? I appreciate it. Hey, you got your thing back. Oh yeah, I dropped by Ashvin's store a few times this week, and he gave me my Ling Ling O back. He has his own thing now, thankfully. An actual charmed amulet from his family. The power in it was dormant, but immense. Handling something real must be novelty for him, huh? <laughs> How does Murphy feel about you being passive-aggressive about his boyfriend? Says it's his favorite comedy routine. <laughs> um, speaking of, um, amulets? Charms? It's why I actually dropped by tonight. <sighs> and here I thought you just missed me and my excellent coffee. Sure, well, that too. Here. My nan gave this to me to keep. I borrowed hers last time, but this one's all mine. Nothing too fancy, just... Hmm. Good old JC. I take it your nan's religious? (laughs) 
as much as any old lady I grew up around. Yes. Is that... Does, does it work? I mean, I brought it over so you could... I don't know. Do your thing. Do some magic. However it works. Like the charms you gave us before. If, if that would help. It really will. More than you know. Thanks, Donner. Did you just... Here. I added a bit of my own magic to it. If you run into anything truly powerful, it'll be like you have my shield, my protection over you. But I may have to keep siphoning my power into it if we encounter another Langford. Or worse. Still... It'll be like having a piece of me around. If it makes you any weaker... No, it's okay. I didn't have to do much, honestly. Your... Your nan really loves you. I can tell. You know, my tatai, my father, he was pretty religious. He even went to a seminary before meeting my nanai. You'd think there was a conflict of interest, but it's not uncommon for folk magic and Christianity to be mixed together. If only because the shared belief is so strong. My tatai believed with his whole heart that my nana was doing good work, and that only made her magic stronger. Sounds like a good partnership. <sighs> it really was. Donner? Do you... feel... I, I don't know. Since the fight with Langford... Do you feel any different? I'd tell you if I did. Really? Yes. Really. We trust each other, right? Yes. <laughs> Very convincing. <laughs> what about you? Sure there won't be any creepy supernatural consequences to that? The huge handprint on my arm from an angry ghost magician? Could have been, if he wasn't actually dead this time. But no. I just get to have this mark forever now. I'll just tell people it's a cool tattoo. You take the weirdest things in stride. <laughs> and it's strangely comforting. <laughs> so says the man who fights ghosts with a gun and a lot of gumption. I'm pretty sure all five foot eleven of you is more comforting to me than five foot even of me is to you. <laughs> I don't know if you'd win that bet. You know, for the longest time, we were seeing the aftermath of the most gruesome stuff and didn't know what it all meant. Something so horrific, we couldn't disclose as much to the public, at risk of sending the entire province into a panic. We didn't have leads. Nothing made sense. Then you came along. <laughs> Glad to be of service. Horrific is my area of expertise, after all. Ironically. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Controversial opinion. But nothing about you strikes me as particularly horrific. Huh. Oh, uh, sorry. I was just... I, I just remembered something. And 
Oh, I'm tired. Right, right, of course. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry to keep you. Donna. When I said you're always welcome here, I wasn't just saying that. Thank you. And for this. <laughs> of course. Ingat, Donner. You, you said that before. After George May. What does it mean? It's what we Pinoys say when we say goodbye. Usually. It means... Be careful. Be safe. Then, same to you, Mari. Two brunch specials, a sugar baby, and a black coffee syrup on the side. Really? Hey, I didn't order it. What? I didn't make up the name, and it's literally just a sweet iced latte. And at least I'm not day drinking like these two. Don't shame us for being cool. So... Couldn't give it two minutes. I mean, we all came here for a reason, right? Mari? Not me. Not this time, anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys know about this, but I follow this podcast, DJ in the Dark. They cover a lot of weird anecdotal supernatural experiences. Haunted places in Toronto, that kind of thing. I heard about them a little while back and decided to give it a listen, in case we missed something that people didn't want to report officially, you know? Let me guess. The guy we saved from the weird cabinet had a good time calling in his experience, though, to be fair, he was mostly high. I'm not sure, but how secret did y'all want to keep this? Wait, we were trying to keep it secret? Ugh. The goal is not sending the city into a frenzy. Well, mostly. No more than usual, anyway. Guess that answers that question. The reason I bring up our friendly neighborhood DJ up is because they mentioned some weird stuff going on that sounds a bit like our little foci problem, and then some. Half of it might be garbage, but I know better than to dismiss it all out of hand. It's a good enough source. Anything specific? An oldie, but a goodie. Apparently, Christy Mansion's been acting up recently. You guys know the story? No way. Please tell me it's the Hanging Ghost. The what? It's an old urban legend. Like, the ones from U of T. There's an old story about the William Mellis Christie Mansion. Christie was a cookie tycoon. His son, Robert Jaffrey Christie, supposedly had a mistress living in a hidden room in the mansion he inherited from his father. Story goes, she eventually went mad and hung herself, and her ghost roams the hall to this day. These days, the place is part of a Jesuit college and is used as some sort of fancy function hall. I think we might be able to go after hours, but... Uh, excusez-moi? Hmm? Um, apologies for interrupting. Um, I just wanted to ask, where did you get that beautiful necklace? Oh, um, I like to collect vintage items, and I just got this one delivered from a Facebook market sale. If you want, I could give you the contact info. I see. Uh, this, uh, this might sound, um... Terribly rude, but if I wanted to buy it from you... Isn't that the necklace from... Um, I, uh... I'm sorry. This necklace got me through something important in my life. It's not for sale. 
Um, I don't mean. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I don't mean to be rude. It's just that, well, it reminds me of someone very important to me, and she, well, but it looks beautiful on you. Oh, thank you. Sorry again for interrupting. But if I may, I'm not just saying that. It suits you well. May I ask your name, if that's not too rude? Laura. My name is Laura. CJ. I hope to see you around more often, Laura. Around here, or if... Well, I'm often to be found at the Art Museum. That is, the Art Gallery of Ontario. If that's something that ever interests you. I could even give you a tour. That sounds great. I'd love to drop by. Glad to hear it. Wonderful to meet you, Laura. I hope you run into each other soon. <laughs> Shush you. Did that strike you as a little odd? That Laura's turning heads in a queer cafe on Church and Wellesley? Nope. That she recognized Laura's necklace, which you yourself said, and I quote, did some creepy ghost stuff back during our first encounter with George May. Did none of you notice anything? Admittedly, I was too busy looking at the gorgeous woman way out of my league to notice if she wasn't human or whatever. Mari, did you? What? I'm not on all the time, you know. Unless it's something particularly offensive to my sensibilities, or just that strong, I'm not going to notice every single person's aura at all hours of the day. I live in the city. Can you imagine the nightmare that would be? Ugh, fine. Sorry. Might just be a little paranoid. Just a little, huh? Come on, bud. I know this is technically a work meeting, but if our designated magic radar can turn it off once in a while to have fun, then so can you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We drove over to Christie Mansion in Donner's car a little while later. Couldn't do anything from the outset, but we were able to do a bit of a walk around and get me close enough to sense if there was anything unusual going on. It's a creepy house. Gorgeous, but creepy. And that was before I actually got the feeling for anything off about it under the surface. I can't imagine anyone thinking it would be a good idea to settle in a house with such a history, but... Then again, Jesuits. I guess that explains everything when it comes right down to it. It kind of reminds me of Catholic school. Old, two white statues of Mother Mary with glassy eyes and hands that felt like they moved position every other time you looked at her. Eyes that we all imagined would one day bleed like in the stories. For the longest time, it felt like Canada didn't have that strange musty old fear that could really get under my skin, but the longer I've been in Toronto, the more I realize that it wasn't my fear, so I didn't see it at first. But I see it now. We agreed to meet up at the mansion in the late evening. Whatever Donner and Murphy were able to pull to get us access helped, and I got to do a little bit of my own research. There was just... A bit of a snag, though. What do you mean you got caught up? Uh-oh. 
We got called in. They found someone up near Bridal Path. Been dead a while, at least based on the initial report. Looks like it's related to our little problem with the foci. But it shouldn't be the kind we'll need magical backup on. Don't push our luck. We don't have that much between the two of us. Where are you two right now? Right outside the mansion. What do you think? Should we hold off? Mari? (sighs) I don't know if we should wait another day, but it might be safer if we're all together. Are you sure you don't need backup? I don't think we'll have more than a few rich, paranoid celebrities watching from their high-tech security cameras to deal with. But we'll make sure to get in touch if there's anything. Just go home for now. Ah, see how it is. The girls get to go home, and we get to spend the night with old Roadkill. <laughs> We're getting the job yet? Every day. But I'm here, aren't I? You two get home. Lors, take a good drink in my honor. You got it, detectives. Guess tonight's not our night for a haunted house tour. Too bad. <laughs> you don't have to sound so excited. There's definitely something up in that house, but I can't say for sure if it's a focus or the remnants of old ghost stories. Not unless I... Wait. Hmm. Do you hear that? I'm not... I'm not sure what you mean. The whistling. That song. The Benefactor's song, Billy Boy. I can't hear anything. Are you sure? I'm sure. Maybe... uh, Maybe it's the magic. Maybe only I can hear it because it's being blocked out somehow. Do you really want to go in there without backup? I can handle myself. I know. Hey. I... I, I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. I... I just think there's something going on, and I'd feel better if we didn't just leave it for another day. After last time, I don't think we should be going in alone. But maybe if we checked out the front hall... Do you think you can send something from there? Yeah, I, 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 I think that'd be a good idea. Thank you, Laura. I got you. When we entered the old mansion, it was strangely cold. It didn't feel like a good place, but I couldn't feel anything truly off about it, not from where we were standing. Still, to respect Laura's request, I sat up right there, within sprinting distance of the front door, and I laid out a bowl, filled it with water, and lit a candle. I couldn't hear the song anymore, but that didn't mean anything. Something about this place was making me antsy. I didn't mean to blow up at Laura. For all I knew, there was something we had to do before we headed out. I allowed myself to sense the breath of the building, taking in its age, its structure, the mundane souls that came in and out of its halls, blanketing it in comfort to hide the oppressive wrongness hiding right below the surface. I thought I heard footsteps. I asked Laura the same question, again. Did you hear that? She wasn't hearing anything. I don't know why that worried me so much more than the possibility of another focus. Eventually, 
I made sense of a shape in the water from the dripped wax, cooled on its glassy surface. There's definitely a focus here, I'd said. Not yet active, so it's harder to track, but I know the general area. We can get it now before it does any harm. Laura was understandably reluctant, but she was quick to make up her mind. Whatever expression she saw on my face seemed to bolster the courage I knew she had. In and out, then. Come on. Don't want to spend any more time here than we need to. Oof. Don't tell me they cursed Jesus. They didn't curse Jesus. But there is something behind a statue. Could you? Got it. Thank you, tall lady. I'm not that tall. You're just... If you say it, I'm gonna kick you in the shins. Fun size. Frick you, my friend. Oh, there. See that? Don't tell me I need to put my hand in there. I mean, I do it, but... Oh, fine. There are very few benefits to being five feet tall, but... I do sometimes see the appeal. Oh my god! What? What is it? I think a spider crawled on my hand. Ugh. But here. It looks like an old tin. Whether it held candies, tobacco, or... I don't know, cocaine, is anyone's guess. Got it out of the weird little secret Jesus hole. Please never say that again. And put the statue back up. My guess is whoever hid this thing away either knew a blessed image of Christ would keep it dormant, or the Jesuits who moved in here felt bad vibes and thought this would keep them safe. You're telling me you can fight evil death magic with... Jesus? Strong belief and strength of will are important parts of how a lot of magic operates. It's why Catholic priests are capable of exorcisms. It's also why a lot of Filipino shamans incorporate Catholic symbolism into their spells. So what? I just slap a cross on and I'd be 15% more protected from evil ghosts? How religious are you? <sighs> then it won't help much. Unless it was twice, thrice, multiple times blessed by someone who had the kind of belief that could drive out demons. Or from powerful holy sources. Is that how your magic works? Not entirely, though my tatai, my father, he was definitely religious. It's how my nanai, mom, and subsequently I, learned about how it all works in relation to magic firsthand. Hmm. Well, this was less stressful than I anticipated, apart from sticking my hand in a weird hole. Bet it's not the first time, though. <gasps> well, I never, madam! Did you? Did you hear that? Okay, you don't have to make fun of me for the false alarms. I. Don't leave me alone. Get out now. Now. Okay, I definitely heard that. Shoot. I'm thinking we should listen. What? Laura, we can't stay here. What? Yeah, of course not. I'm saying we need to leave. Wait, 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 wait. What did you hear? I heard someone telling us to get out, which we should do right now. I heard someone saying we can't leave. Laura! Stay together! Oh god, what did I say? We never should have gone inside. How did I let you talk me into this? We'll be fine. This was the only focus in the building. Whatever else is going on, it's not going to be as bad as Lang... Uh, George May. I love how confident you are when you're sure we aren't going to die. Come on. The faster we figure out what's going on, 
the faster we can get out. How's the signal looking? Non-existent. Looks like we can't call for backup. <sighs> weird. Oh no. No way. I'm the one who says weird. Or Rick Murphy. Or even Donner. Not you. This is like the time me and Donner investigated the woman with a baby bottle. Or the time we came to find you when you were in that loop. But there isn't another focus around this place. Otherwise, I'd have sensed it much easier than the dormant one. So you're telling me it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, but it might be a freaking quail for all we know. I encountered something else with Donner a little while back that wasn't because of a focus. At least, not at the time we were there. But this might be something similar. Something terrible might have happened that made this place more susceptible to hauntings. It had explained how the incidents as DJ described have been ramping up, but... The one focus that's here hasn't been activated. A lot of good guesses, but any suggestions on how we fix the leak? If it isn't our usual bread-and-butter evil magic artifact... We find its focal point and do a regular spiritual cleansing. I have the tools, we just need to find the part of the building that's most active. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. I am sorry. I didn't mean to put you in danger again. I, I just thought I heard him. He sounded so close. That benefactor George May kept talking about? Yeah. He has his own favorite song, this old rhyme called Billy Boy. Donner said he heard it a few times in a few of our cases. It's very likely he's on site for a lot of the foci activating, and after we lost our lead with George May, I didn't want to lose another one. I get it. I do. But, Mary, I didn't hear any whistling out here, and it's not like I haven't heard the creepy sounds from our other little misadventures. And just now, in the front hall, we heard totally different things. Do you think just maybe- Whoa! Mary, what? Mama, don't. Turn around. Mary. Don't leave me alone. I won't leave you alone. I'm here to help. Mary, did you? You want to leave me behind? Hide me away. Like he did. I won't let you. Laura, get down! It was pitch black, and I tried to reach out for where Laura was, but I felt nothing. I heard everything, though heard the creak of a weight swinging from an old, frayed rope come ever closer, so I backed up as quickly as I could. I dropped my phone somewhere in the ensuing chaos, so I lit a candle in hopes I could find my way. I found a wall and stuck to it as I tried to make my way in the meager light, but I eventually found that the halls stretched before me seemingly without end though I eventually hit a cross-section, a darkened hall in four directions. At the very end of one, I saw her again. She was beautiful once. When I first saw her, behind Laura's back, I saw that her face was bloated from suffocation, eyes bulging, a blue and purple tinge to her gray skin, even in the darkness. Now, 
she hung lifeless, barely swinging in the stillness of the hall, facing away from me. It was as though someone had passed her by, moved her just enough to set her swinging and turning ever slowly towards where I stood with my wax candle flickering in the unnatural black. Then I saw it, around her wrist, a clasped chain, almost stark against the muted colors of her dress and skin and hair. I couldn't feel it, but if I came closer, then she saw me. Mary? Mary, where are you? Damn it. Mary? God, what did that weird voice say? Get out of the windows if I have to? Oh, thank God. So I'm on the second floor. Not that big of a jump, probably. I wonder how much trouble I get into if I bust through these windows. What the... Is that a... Who is that? I have to get out. No, damn it, I have to go find Mary. What if she's... Between the two of us, she can handle herself way better. And she's the one who insisted we come in here in the first place. This is her fault. Ugh! Some friend you are, Laura. Mary, where are you? I dropped my candle as soon as she came upon me. Dead hand reaching. It went out immediately. I wasn't sure if I was grateful it didn't set the whole place on fire, or terrified of being plunged back into the dark. I felt a sharp pain along the skin on my wrist, the handprint scar there reacting to her almost touch. I'm not a big person. Well, I am, but I'm not a tall person. So as soon as I turned the corner, I crouched tight against the wall and held my breath. I couldn't breathe, couldn't let myself breathe, but I heard it. Heard her. The creaking of the rope, the muttering of a soft, feminine voice ruined by death rattles. I even felt the soft brush of her dress against me as she passed me by. I didn't dare take a breath until I could barely hear the creaking of her rope. This was a manifestation just like the ones at U of T. The axe-wielding ghost, the body from the tower. But the difference was, instead of an active focus somewhere in the general vicinity of the presences, this ghost had a focus on her wrist, like it had been put there purposely by someone who had that power. It was a taunt, a mockery. I couldn't stand it, so I had to follow her where she led, figure out how to get to the focus she wore and destroy it, when she herself existed in a way where I couldn't simply reach out and touch. And then... Laura! Mary? 
Mary, are you there? Oh, Candle. God, Mary, please be okay. The fool girl who came running when she heard this song? You have to get out now before that disgusting shake comes back. Please, I need to find Mary. She could be hurt, or... I don't know. I don't think she even has a light source. Absolutely not. He called to her specifically. I will not get involved with someone he has set his eyes on. I've already gone too far by coming to help you. If you had just listened the first time I told you to leave... That was you? Then you're like Mary. You have... your magic. In a sense. Come, I will let you through a path out of this place. Please. No. Now leave before I force you out. Thank you. I'm sorry. Hey, what are you... Merde. Wait! Where are you, really? Damn it, I need more time. Where are you? Mary? Laura, no! I've had enough of this. Is it gone? Did you kill it? I, I mean... Are you joking? She just... Send it away somehow. I... Wait. So... You're a magician yourself. Just like... Um... I don't understand why you were so concerned. She's clearly handling herself fine. Mary, are you okay? Who is she? Isn't she that woman from the cafe? She sure is. She saved me from the... Hanging ghost thing. She was the one I heard telling us to get out. I mean, I guess I was the only one who heard her. Laura, stay behind me. What? 
Why? Because that woman, she's one of them. One of George May, one of the benefactor. Her magic is rotten, and so is she. You're listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapul. Hey everyone, this is Reg Helly, co-creator and co-producer of Hainai. Hainai is a podcast produced by Motsi Dapple and me and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial share-alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was written and directed by Motsi Dapple, who also plays the role of Mary Datuin. The role of Laura was voiced by Abigail Rhodes. The role of Donner was voiced by Leon Johnson. The role of Murphy was voiced by Edward Boxler. And the role of CJ was voiced by Laurence Pierlet. To help support the production of Hainai, you can buy us a milk tea at coffee or subscribe to our coffee gold at coffee.com slash hainaipod. That's ko-fi.com slash hainaipod. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hainaipod. We've made some changes to our rewards tier with some more exciting new stuff, so definitely check those pages out. You can also check out official Hainai merchandise on our Redbubble store at redbubble.com slash people slash hainaipod. Hainai is available on Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can find the links to these channels along with news and updates on our official blog, hainaipod.tumblr.com. If you get to listen, leave us a rating and review while you're at it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at hainaipod. Once again, thanks for all your support and thanks for listening. <laughs>